Welcome to Down to Herf, the podcast for cigar smokers, whiskey drinkers, and for the people just looking to kick back, light up, and have a good time. I'm your host, Jerry, and I'm joined by, as always, my co-host, Gio and Caleb. Fellas, fellas, fellas. Um... Is anybody else in this room absolutely sick and tired of the fucking snow? I'm going to start this off, and we'll go over to Caleb. I'm sick of it. I hate the snow. Personally, if I could leave New York and just live on a beach somewhere and just wear shorts and a t-shirt year-round, I'd be happy with that. I hate it. With that being said, I do live here and probably sticking around for a while. Uh, I- I'm used to it by now. It's been 32 years. Yeah, dude. I, I Dude. <sighs> What are you gonna? What are you gonna do? We live here our whole I, lives. I know it's just mm. like, dude. It has been snowing for now six straight days, and we're getting like feet at a time. I thought it was it, done. I thought we were done with this. And, and, and somehow we still get here. We're still out here grinding away. Um, Gio, what do you think, bud? I hate it. Yeah, I, I, dude, it's horrible. So it's a funny conversation. Like, obviously, like you know, me and Nikki were out you know in the process of looking for houses and she made a joke she's like oh you ready to do this house stuff and i was like yeah i mean i guess like you know the outdoor stuff she's like oh you don't sound enthused on it i was like yeah shoveling snow and snow blowing for two to three hours at a time sounds amazing let me tell you being a homeowner's amazing until you got to snow blow your fucking driveway and it's 20 degrees out i got a plow guy in my neighborhood at my house and uh when the plows are out there and he's busy you got to go out there and at least make room to get the cars out, and it sucks. So sometimes having a plow, plow guy isn't even worth it. I got to say, man, uh, I don't have a plow guy. Uh, I am the plow guy in, of, of my household. You do a lot of plowing? I do a lot of plowing, dude. <laughs> Actually, I prefer shoveling. I feel like it's easier, but But no, no one ever enjoys it. It's not fun. It's you just, just... You got to do it. Yeah, you got to do it. It's it's just annoying, but... Like, um. That, that whole conversation was, what do you mean? Like, I was like, I promise you, any man that tells you they enjoy shoveling for several hours is lying. We just want to look good to our girls, man. That's all. Listen, it's fine. You'll do it. But it doesn't mean you'll like it. I had a little bit of a meltdown today. My wife, I told her, honey, don't leave the house today. It's really nasty out. Uh, of course, we have the baby's baptism tomorrow. Uh She's like, I got a million things I got to do. I'm like, honey, please don't leave the house today. She leaves the house. She gets stuck. Shocking. It's just. So I had a little bit of a I wouldn't say it's a meltdown. I just I finally hit like this breaking point where I was just like, Alex, what what the fuck are you doing? I told you don't leave the house. And now here we are. We're digging your goddamn car out of the street. It's just whatever, man. Hopefully you guys all men are like this. I don't care. You can sit here and be like. Oh, man, he yelled at her, bro. I didn't yell at her. I just, I got upset. Hopefully, you guys can help me dig out my car, because I'm in, like, one of the worst parking spots on your street. I told you don't fucking drive, Caleb. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's, like, no parking. So, I picked, like, the one spot that I could fit into, because where I parked yesterday was already taken. So, like, I... It's uh, a four-wheel I, We're going to need a little digging. All right. Listen, we got a lot to get to in this episode. Uh, Gio, we have... We have something pretty special that we're smoking right now, so why don't you get into the little nuts and bolts of this? Well, before I get into exactly what we're smoking, just got to make it known here. This episode is brought to you by our friends from Crown Heads. Obviously, our last episode, we had the man, the myth, the legend, John Huber himself on. Make sure you check that out. 
They actually just announced an all-new addition to the regular production lineup, the Mil Diaz Maduro. It's going to be coming to stores soon, so when that is out, make sure you try it. In the meantime, make sure you're picking up all their other brands, Imperiosa, the regular Mil Diaz, Juarez, you name it, Crownhead's got something for you. Mule kick, four kicks, all that good stuff. And if you're a big fan of Broadleaf, boy, are you in for a goddamn treat because that Mil Diaz Maduro is absolute fire uh back to geo all right so show first i don't know how but we are smoking a my father don pepin garcia 20th anniversary limited edition we have smoked a ton of cigars made out of this factory i was gonna touch on that but this is we are no uh strangers to the my father factory in, in whatsoever at all but is- somehow some way this is our first time ever smoking an actual My Father cigar on the show. We we looked back on it. Yeah. And we were like, what the fuck? You know, we've actually never got to smoke the stuff that he keeps for his name. You know, Don Pepin's a legend in the industry. Obviously, you know, family's a big part of, you know, some sub-brands like Tat and Latelier and all that stuff. So they are, you know... As legendary as it gets in the cigar industry. And sometimes you got to go to the legacy brands for their specialty stuff. And this bad boy coming at you here is a whopping six and a half by 52. Not a windblown six, as Caleb would say. It is a Toro Extra. All Nicaraguan tobacco. The wrapper is a Habano 2000. And obviously, we said it, it's made out of the My Father factory. This cigar, if you get your hands on it, will run you a whopping $40. Really? Yeah, that's the MSRP. Fellas, I'm throwing it out there. We did good. Yeah. We did great. Yeah. And the total number of production, 5,000 boxes of 20. A regular box will run you 800 bucks. I, I, yeah. Good deal. We did good, man. Yeah. Remember, I was like, ah, oh, man, this is a, it's like a $32 cigar, guys. You guys sure you want to do it? And you guys are like, yeah, fuck it. I mean, we're, we're kind of in a pickle right now. We're in a fucking shit storm. I won't even call it a snowstorm. It's a shit storm out there. Yeah, all the we didn't know what the hell shipping's we- delayed for everything. Like, part of this episode's a pivot. You know, we had some things planned in the pipeline that didn't really come through, and that's how we do it. You know, that's showbiz. We adapt and overcome. I made sure that we are smoking something that you guys would definitely want to hear a review on. So, uh, trust me, some thought went into this. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to double check here just to confirm the exact... Re- so, this actually came out this past August. Mm-hmm. Um, geez, we're talking now five months since. I mean, we were lucky to get our hands on these. I- Dude, they're gone everywhere. I Every time I go into this local shop, I see them on the shelf. And I also see that they have another box sitting up high that's completely sealed. And I'm like, guys, I always send you the picture in the group chat. (laughs) I'm like, guys, let's fucking smoke this thing. Um, Matt, here's the fucking kicker for you. You might fucking have to go buy (laughs) some more. Why you say that, buddy? Well, I know you. And if it's something you really like and you know you can get a hell of a price on it, you don't uh, hesitate on a good deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'd be like, wait, when did we get longevity pay? 
you know what? My five-year anniversary. I think it's Don Pepin's 20th. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, dude, I'm really excited to smoke this. Um, just appearance-wise, I want to touch on this. The rapper... Uh, thing's oily, man. You guys getting that? Yeah. Oh, you can see it. It glistens. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, this is... Uh, look at it. You can literally see it glistening. This is like we just started it. It's so smoky too. This is a smoky, smoky stick. It is glistening. I know we're in for a treat. I can just tell off a couple puffs. What are you getting off uh, the first couple drags of this thing, man? I already wrote my notes down. The cold draw. I got a lot of like sandiness that reminds me of being up on a beach. Uh, sandalwood on the cold draw, but it is uh, very pleasant so far on the first couple puffs. But cold draw, sandy sandalwood, something like that. I get a lot of pepper. Really? I'm not getting that. Yeah. I mean, for this being a Habano, I'm not getting the spice bomb. Yeah. Well, what else we got on this, man? This is obviously a, a you know, a celebratory cigar. So this is uh, obviously the limited edition. Uh, I'm going to read the... Uh, there's two. They did two blends for it. I made sure we found the one that we were smoking here. And so... This is the limited edition Humidor Ecuadorian Connecticut in Nicaragua Corojo 99. Uh, those cigars will come in a special Humidor made by Ellie Blue. Oh, okay. So, yeah, they did like a separate like uh, double blend of it that is probably some obscene amount of money because it's 50 cigars each. So that's just the, you know, Fuente does this a lot with some things like they'll yeah. have like an occasion all right, not only are we going to sell you this $1,000 box of cigars, now we're going to make it $3,000 with this humidor from Ellie Blue. Basically, we'll see the picture of it, say that's pretty nice, and other call, than that... Call it a day. Yeah, because I don't think I'm dropping three. I don't Unless suddenly we start making cigar aficionado money on this, I don't think I'm buying a $3,000 box anytime soon. You and I both. Just let those parlays hit, and we'll buy some boxes. Let's do. Let's make that happen this uh, NFL weekend. You know, I look. I've been looking forward to smoking this since probably over the summer when I first saw it. Uh, it's got some rave in the cigar community, obviously. Uh, Caleb did touch on this as a note. Look at the smoke in this room right now. Yeah, this is we a- just started. Um. What else is there on the cigar, Geo? Uh, was there anything more to add to that? Or I'm just looking to see if there was any highlights on it, obviously. So average smoke time on this is almost three hours. Yeah. He's a big I'm boy. getting that vibe, dude. You want to take your time with this one, going nice and slow. This is like you're dating. This is the prom, this is the prom queen. This isn't no, uh, you know, someone to mess around with. This is top, top, top of the line, number 10 right here. Taking your time, going nice and slow, making sure she comes first. What uh? What's what's the, the what's what the you, alternative what you know to the that? prom queen, Caleb? What's the alternative? What would you call her? But I mean, not to say that the goth girls aren't hot, but maybe like 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 the goth girl, like the big titty goth girl. <laughs> oh, don't even get me started. Don't, that's right. let's save that for the after her. <laughs> like, the, like that nerdy girl that secretly is like the you know the freak. The nerdy busty redhead is like. Not it's not the prom queen, but she's she's gonna give you some good don't memories. Sleep, don't sleep on redheads, man. Hey, I, I happen to like ginger. So, uh, <laughs> that being said, on the cigar, we've uh, introduced what we're gonna smoke tonight. Uh, Caleb is going to introduce our bottle now. Uh, 
What are we drinking and pairing this beautiful cigar with, Caleb? All right, we're pairing it with High West Whiskey. We are doing High Country American Single Malt. This is the limited edition from 2022. So we got a uh, 88 proofer right here. Out of uh, so High West is made by the company Constellation Brands. It is an American single malt whiskey. So uh, the mash bill on this it is 100% malted barley, and within this malted barley mash bill, you have 85% is base malt. Then there's 14% caramel. Uh, caramel 60 malt is what it's called. And there's 1% chocolate malt. Got this very golden color to it. It's like a golden yellow. It, you could clearly see it. It shines all the way through. Uh, it goes for about 80 bucks. This is back in 2022. Seen it a little higher today in some stores. Um, but uh, this is all blended. All three grains. It's all from High West. So a lot of people think High West is like a craft distillery. They've been around for a little bit now. Uh, it initially released, actually, in 2019. Had no idea. So they started the American Single Malt, you know, four years already now. But, you know, it's kind of made like a scotch. But, like, that's the uniqueness of this, that although they've been around kind of a newer brand, High West, everything here made in-house out of High West. Um, I believe they're out of Utah. Let me just, yep, out of Utah. So everything 100%. out of Park, out of Park City, Utah. Utah yeah. Yep. Um. Didn't really know this was a uh, 88 proofer. I thought it was a little higher, but um, everything, all 100% sourced right in house. Uh, and they just opened up. High West has only been around since 2007. So, you know, uh, not too long. So it's very unique with this in house blend of American single malt. It's been a hot, like a newer thing going around lately in the whiskey industry, trying to get on that scotch taste. And, uh, First initial kind of sips, it definitely does give off that uh, light, light scotch. Not like a heavy scotch, a very light, like a seaside. It's a little bit of saltiness, a little bit of sweetness. Or it's like a it's like a seaside scotch, I'd say. This uh, this whiskey at first taste reminds me a little bit of a like a craft Irish. Hmm. So you know, like a like Irish whiskey a little bit. Uh, I definitely get a little tiny bit of peatiness to this. I don't, I don't know, but it definitely reminds me of a scotch. A little which bit. Which I'm, I'm fighting through this, so I'm, I'm gonna try and enjoy this. I'm obviously <laughs> not the biggest scotch guy in the room, but Caleb made me open up the Christmas present that he gave me for from a year ago. Yeah, from almost a year <laughs> <Yeah>. ago. <laughs> That's how we'll do it. We'll just drink each other's Christmas gifts a year later. Yeah, I mean, uh, dude, uh, you. You got quite the collection adding up over there, Gio. <laughs> we hey, made, hey, those we are made, my picks. That's my this year's Christmas gift. We made Gio yeah. drink his Christmas gift from last year on our interview <laughs> earlier, and that was the one we poured him. Yeah. I, yeah. Gio, I was like, Gio, what are you drinking? He couldn't decide, so I was like, you're drinking this. It's been a while. Um, <laughs> cognac cask. Cognac cask finish, yeah. That's very true. Yeah. So uh, Now, High West, so for those that don't know, they're, that's, uh, they they make Midwinter's Night's Dream is High West, right? Correct. Yep. Okay. Were they MGP? High West? I want to say that there are definitely rumors that some of the stuff that they use is MGP. Maybe in 07 when they started, but as of present day, everything is 100% in-house. And this is I'm just going saying back to, they yeah. do a lot of blendeds, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't shock me. That's all okay. I'm going to say. Yeah, well, on this particular bottle that we're drinking, everything 100% out of Utah in-house. So everything... Okay. Right from there, uh, they are out of Park City, Utah. And if if you actually go to this distillery, I know a, a friend who has been there. Said it's amazing up there in the mountains, and it looks like an uh, like an 
1800s mining city. So I, it seems like a cool place to go to. You can also go there and get uh, the Midwinter's Night Dram uh, right at the distillery from what I, I'm told. Uh, you can just leave with a couple cases. Nice. Yeah. It's available there. It's not allocated. You don't have to wait for the one bottle that hits New York. Now, uh, I did want to go real back to the cigars because I actually found a big uh, change over what makes this one so meaningful. So this filler has the uh, My Father Factory uh, Pelo de Oro tobacco in it, which means golden hair. It's known for like a golden appearance. So like if you were a psychopath and cut one of these open, you'd see like some hints of that like goldish color to it. Uh, it is notable, apparently, because Cuba banned that seed due to its propensity to develop mold. So, fun fact. Really? Yeah. So, no Cuban tobacco. The golden use, hair. No Cuban tobacco will use that seed anymore. So, I mean, obviously, we know that these go through. This is one of the most reputable factories. In, I'm sure the quality control is out of this world. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not worried about it. I can understand maybe Cuba being worried, considering they don't have an FDA equivalent and haven't really had trade relations with anywhere for straight a while. to jail. Yeah. But so that was the last uh, talking point I had on the actual cigar and why they really, that's one of their selling points for it there. This thing is very good. Uh, I love the taste on this cigar. That uh, pepper I was getting in the beginning is completely gone. Uh, dude, I didn't get it. Very unique flavor on this cigar. Uh, I am really looking forward to getting into this. Yeah, I didn't get that pepper to start, but maybe we'll see as we get to that bottom third. We'll see what what, what flavor changes happen. Yeah, we're always in. I mean, it's habano, so you should definitely be getting some spice. I mean, but I don't know. Like I said, what to expect because I haven't smoked. I haven't really smoked a lot of my father myself. Like, what is it? I know they had the one cigar of the year from Aficionado a few years back. It was like what? La, La Primesa. Uh, the Bijou. My father, the judge, uh, the La Bijou 1922, which was the cigar of the year, I think, in 2015. Uh, that was their torpedo they released. Um, they do a lot of different cigars, man. Whatever one I picked up when we were in Kentucky, that Lancero of my father, that was excellent. It was like that you know, that little cigar shop right by our Airbnb. Uh, I picked up my father. You mean the Kentucky uh, Adam shop? Yeah, exactly. It was like Adam shop in Kentucky. I picked up this like my father is a Lancero. I forgot the exact name of it, but man, it was it was excellent. Had some nice yellow cello, like probably an original from a couple years back. It's it was awesome. They had like OG La Bijou. You know what? I bet I can find the picture. It was pretty amazing. I bet I can find the picture because yeah. I definitely took a picture of the cigar that I smoked just so I could figure out what I smoked. Yeah, it was excellent. I mean, first off, I don't think. Any normal company usually makes a good Lancero. Like, they're, it, they don't put it out unless it's high quality because apparently they're such a pain in the ass to make. Mm-hmm. So if you see a My Father, a Fuente, a Padron, and it's a Lancero size, it's probably fucking good. Especially, like, the legacy brands, like yeah. you said. Um, I found it. It was the My Father, La Grande Ofreda. Lancero, it was it was excellent. Hopefully, we didn't butcher that. Yeah, I probably did. One hundred percent. Ofreta, O F E R T A. What um, what are we getting into this episode? Well, I mean, obviously we are here, episode one hundred and one, after a little bit of a debacle with one hundred. That is uh, totally on me there. 
fuck that one up. Sorry, uh, John. Owe you an apology there. Definitely did not uh, take into account some things with that uh, limited release aspect, but I think we made that right. Exclusive rights for 24 hours mean exclusive rights, Geo. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like that. I, I fucked up. I, again, I don't want to... We don't want to get too into detail. On I want to. I want to get a little controversial because <laughs> because I asked Gio for a picture of the cigar. This stuff. is the best part of the story, by the way. Because this is the best part. Because I asked Gio for a picture of the cigar and stuff, and she goes, "No, nah, I'm not going to send it to you right now because we're not supposed to post it. We're not supposed to post it right away." And I was like, "Yeah, I I'm not going to post that. I'm going to save it for when the time's right." And then the post went up. I like the part where uh, we so we get the email from Crownheads uh, with the pictures of the Mildiaz Maduro, and it says, "Do not post this picture, all in caps, until uh, the exclusive rights to the to the story get released." And then, of course, uh, I don't even think twice. Uh, I'm like, okay, we're all good, no problems here. I never sent it to the guys. I didn't plan on these dudes going through the email thread, grabbing the shit, and fucking posting this this stuff. That's clearly it's all caps, like big bold caps. But whatever. Listen, we all know that there's okay. We have auto publish things because sometimes that's what I that's what I was thinking. I was thinking that's what the thing was. Normally, I would do it at eight a.m. and. I'm like, not think anything of it. Just have everything ready to go in the funnel like we always do because sometimes you just forget it and it's promotion. It's important for it. And I understand, you know, we want to respect everything and never put anyone in a jam. Well, I just do what I normally do, set it up. And all that would have been avoided if I would have waited and put it to like one o'clock. My man. Dude, you, you, you dropped the story. Breaking. Geo had it first. Yeah. No. Dropped it, then dropped everything and said it was all tomorrow, and then we had to push it a day. So uh for any of you guys listening to the show, uh we do apologize for the issue. Uh we know The people that knew Episode one hundred is it was delayed one day. Yeah. We we normally are always on Wednesdays, so that was a thing. In the future learning experience, we've never really had to deal with that before. And uh, now going forward, we know when to check for these windows and schedule accordingly. Kind of a funny story. Yeah, yeah. I like that. It's funny, though. but not funny. No, it's I, not I don't know. Fu- like, like I, Again, when it was going down, I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. Fix this quick. Fix this quick. I could tell that Gio was really flustered because like, I'm pretty sure I even had it out with him on the phone for yeah. about five minutes. Yeah. See, no, I did on my own personal Instagram, I didn't catch the post. So it was like before I checked Instagram and scrolled through, it was gone. For you seven yeah. listeners out there that <laughs> yeah, happened to see it. Yeah. Uh, congrats. Congratulations. Y- y- y'all got our post notifications on. Appreciate you. <laughs> uh, Some, the worst part is, is like, I think like they, it hadn't announced yet. And some guy even commented is like, I didn't know they had a Maduro. And I'm like. And John had to see that, of course. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm a fucking asshole. Fuck. I didn't see the post. Someone commented on it. Oh, Dude, I, yeah, with him, And he asked me, he's like, hey, how many people saw that? I looked at the <laughs> insights before I deleted it, <laughs> including John, six people. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, somebody, somebody po- even commented. Yeah. Before I got this post up, I like it was from it, from post to John seeing it to me removing it seven minutes. Okay, that was really fast then. Yeah. Okay, that was really fast. 
dude. Dude. Come on. Yeah. You guys but thought, it's so weird. You like, guys thought it would be me. Well, not my even. favorite part of the story is the part where Geo lectures you about not posting it. <laughs> I, 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 I did text them early in the Yo, morning. You're going to post it, Caleb. I know you. I'm not sending you the picture. Because I'm an early bird. So I was like, I, I'll give Geo a text. I was like, I'll let, you know, I think I was over with you a little later at night. So I was like, Jerry's probably sleeping. I was like, I'll give Geo a text. Because I know sometimes Geo gets up early too. So I was like, I'll text Geo. And it was it was early, and then I was like, what? <laughs> "You guys, you guys all thought it was me, not you guys, but even our audience. You probably oh, think was this so was a Caleb bad. boner, like, like a big and then boner on top by of Caleb." That, like people are like, "I felt bad." Jerry's getting the text messages about it, and I'm like, "Fuck, I fucked up. Fuck, I fucked up. Fuck, fuck, fuck." <laughs> but I like the the part where like I call him and he starts like trying to deflect the blame a little bit, and I'm like, "But I'm glad you came out and said it. You fucked up. Yeah. You finally said it." It happens, dude. Like in the moment, you weren't admitting it, though. I was like, "Fuck! How do I fix it?" I'm, I was more so focused on. We got everything done, though. Yeah, we got everything done. We we're, we're somehow able to uh, revert uh, back to scrubbing stuff from social media. Yeah, like getting rid of things. Like it almost didn't exist anymore, uh, which is kind of amazing in this it day went and age. From like, so the article's original post was the number one thing on Google, and like you Google it, and then our episode was like eight from that. <laughs> I'm like, oh no! I didn't know that. Well, I'm checking this shit to like no. To a minute later, everything is gone. Dude, Geo just woke up, chose violence. The dude is he trying did. to compete with uh, the absolute giant of the cigar industry. No, comp- no, there, the, no, there was no malice intent there. Like, no, I mean, yeah, dude, it was, it was funny, an honest yeah. mistake. It yeah. was a fuck up, and it happens, and whatever. Uh, I hope everybody's over it. I hope we're all cool. Uh, Obviously, there were a lot of apologies on multiple parts. Uh, I've gotten, I got my balls busted like it was me by several people. Um, I'm like, fellas, I'm not going to say who did it, but I did tell people we work with at Cigar Hustler who did it. And, uh, listen, it's not me throwing you under the bus. In this group, okay, there's six of us at yeah. Cigar Hustler Podcast Network, right? Yep. In that group, there's no no one safe. You will get your balls. Oh, you you're gonna it. get you're gonna get your balls busted. And but guess what? Guess who originally got his balls busted on it? Captain. Yeah, dude, me, me. But, Why so, though? Now again, I'm not gonna pretend to understand that and how that whole coverage thing works because like. Then you had like other companies. Look, even like Half Wheel and shit. No, no one. The original post date for Half Wheel's article, because I saw it the next day, because then they published an update, was the same day. And they said, we're reaching out to Crown Heads for comment. So, like, and then it said update. Okay. So, like. They didn't have anything when I looked. Just yeah. saying. They checked the dates. Hey, guys, just make sure you're also checking out Half Wheel for their consensus because uh, our, our top 10 list is on part of their consensus. Just just want to shout that out real quick before we get into any main meat of the real show here. Just got to say. So I know there's like, as Caleb says, main penis of the show. Um, big news on Half Wheel. They dropped their top 24 of the top 25 cigars. No, so even the, the number one's out now. Even the number one. So I feel like it's kind of important to you know, kind of just comb through that list. Obviously, it's a very respectable company, and we respect what they do. We we use them as reference a lot. So uh, without them, a lot of the cigar industry would be kind of... I'm going to pull it up here real quick. Lost. I was going to say, I got it, too, if, you, if we 
want to gloss over it real quick before we get in anything? Is that so, what you guys want to do? I mean, what, what are we going to do it uh, backward? Well, are let's we doing- do their top ten. Top ten. Right. Did any of our top tens make their top ten? Yes, couple. Their their number ten was the High Clare Castle Sentinger. So, number ten. So that was number nine, nine for us. Correct. Okay. All right. All right. We're doing good. We're doing good here. Number nine was the Mikirita Black Papasaka. I'm not gonna lie, dude. I've smoked that cigar many, many times. I really, really like that cigar. I smoked all of mine that I had. <laughs> so all of them. I, I feel like that's a cigar that could have easily been in our top ten. Uh, we never did it on the show. show. We never did it on the show. Well, we did the Krakatoa. So we had yeah. a pick. We we said, all right, listen, we're gonna do a, a Dumbarton Tobacco. Uh, thank you guys so much for the sponsorship of the show. We were, we were kind of confused which one we wanted to do. Uh, it was between Red Meat Lovers, Krakatoa, and we did, and we did the Red Meat Lovers. On yeah. an episode, yeah, yeah. So and then the two, we, and then we, the we picked Saga. one of the t- uh, of the three. We picked the one that to do that didn't make the top ten, which is kind of crazy because that actually, cigar was amazing. No, no, no. The Krakatoa did make half. No, no, no. The, the red meat lover. Oh, the red, so okay, yeah. But it did make some other top list. Did Krakatoa make uh, their their top? Krakatoa 25? was number five. Not to skip ahead, but we went from really nine. so yeah. it went from we did nine at Papasaka, but number five was the Krakatoa. Do you know what I'm actually appreciating about this list more than in previous years? We put together a well thought out top ten where we went, did our homework for an entire year, smoked all the new releases, and listen, this is no comparison. I'm not saying we're fucking like the greatest cigar reviewers in the world, but. Just having some of our cigars that we thought were top ten worthy in the top ten of half wheel is that's pretty impressive for me. I, I I feel like for us, like to me, it's impressive. Gio, you want to do uh, eight and seven or something like that? Sure. So number eight, this brand I've actually never heard of. It's a uh, German. It's Mirapfel Meyer Robusto. Number eight. I was looking into this because uh, it'll come into play later. Uh, they got a, it was number eight with a 92 overall and bro, these cigars are like 42 bucks a pop. So I guess they're like German engineering, man. Super luxury. All right. We'll have to try and find a way to get some of those. Number seven is another one I have, I'm not, uh, familiar with also, but it looks like it was maybe a TAA because I see the, uh, the TAA logo on it, but. Eroa Dark 1118 E I R O Eora Eora Yeah okay uh so yeah they're 1118 I think it's the T- one they made for TAA cuz it's got the tobacco association uh, is it Indian tight. head Yeah right on the bottom of it yeah, the headdress Yeah it yeah uh apparently another super limited only 500 boxes was released in May and from it was made out of the CLE factory so Apparently that was a pretty bomb stick. What else? What do we got? What do we got? Uh, we'll Talk fly. To me. We'll fly through the rest of it. We got six Palencia. Placencia. Placencia. I don't know how to say it, but it's E H T. Etafall. 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 Is there number six? And then I already said five was the Krakatoa. Geo, you want to do four and three? Sure. Number four was the Christoph Trace Compadres Toro with a ninety-one. So it's weird. I don't know. Half wheel, I think, has a consensus where like it doesn't score doesn't matter. Yeah. So, you just had to qualify. Number three, the room one hundred and one, Johnny Tobacco Not Perfecto. Mm. 
Great fucking cigar. We've smoked the Robusto, so. I smoked the Toro a bunch of times, and I smoked the Robusto. Uh, I did try to order the Perfecto, and these things got put on a back burner for two months, and I had to end up canceling the order. I, I just couldn't wait anymore. Man, that must be that key size, the Perfecto. It's, it's good perfect. size, though. It's yeah. perfect. Yeah. All right. Uh, number two was the Davidoff Anniversary Number One Limited Edition Collection. Yeah, that was a Davidoff LE that they did. I think we, it's so hard to keep up with Davidoff's LEs just because they're so premium and low production. And uh, Geo, take away the, the Half Wheels number one. So this is that brand I started with. The uh, Marepfel Cigar Richard Double Robusto was the cigar of the year. Really? So interesting. I never even heard of it. All undisclosed. Uh, $86 for a single. Came out in October of 22. And it is a regular production, so we might be able to find them, but I'm going to be opening up the pocketbook, boys. Can uh, I go a little deeper with this? Yeah, go, go right on. Uh, can we just do a, a quick, quick, quick run from 25 to 10? Quick run. Like, yeah. super quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, 25? Yeah. yeah, I got it up here. So, 25 was the Long Live the Queen, Queen Sword from Caldwell. Caldwell. One I wanted to try, we just couldn't get our hands on it. Yep. 24 was the Tat 20th uh, Grand Chasseur. Yep. Number 23, EP Carrillo Short Run 2023 Toro. 22, Liga Privada H99 Connecticut Corolla Papas Fritas. 21, Placentia Year of the Rabbit. Number 20, shout out our boy uh, Mike from Cigar House of the Pistani Wotec 2023. Warbear. Yeah. Number 19, Davidoff, Year of the Rabbit. This is the one we did on the show, the uh, Perfecto. 18, Padron Family Reserve, 96, Maduro. 17, Opus X, Undefeated, Fuente Fuente. 16, the Quinquagenario. Great fucking cigar. Great cigar. Definitely made our honorable mentions. 15, the Pistania, Connecticut, Perfecto. Great cigar. Fantastic cigar. Pistania, making it two of the top 25. Two. Some good shit. Keep hustling, Mike. Yeah. 14, the Florida Les Antilles 10th anniversary. Uh, limited edition 2022. 13, the uh, Davidoff Year of the Rabbit flagship edition that you can only get at Davidoff flagship stores. So that cigar was so good, two different Vitolas made the top 25. <laughs> Pretty fucking crazy. But what did we score that? 90? Yeah. 89? 90? 90. Yeah, I mean it was great. 12 was the Leaf by Oscar, 10th anniversary, Criollo Criollo Toro. 11. Uh Zeno Nicaragua Half Corona. Alright. Uh dude, a lot of great cigars. I like to see that some of the stuff that we had in our top ten it were in their top ten. Makes me feel good. Yeah. So Makes me feel good. We're at, we're on the right page, going in the right direction, and I I am happy about that. Yeah. And if you go to Half Wheels page and you see their consensus, you will find our link there to our uh, top ten episode, undisclosed. So yeah. it's there, guys. So uh, you know, if you're checking out Half Wheel and you're not following the show too often, you can get us there or show your friends that link because uh, we're we're there. Just got to point that out. I feel like it's a badge of honor. What do you think about this though, uh, Like It's a brand that like. I've never heard of it. Now I get it. Like 
there's going to be some guy that listens to this who's like, fucking idiots. No shit. One hundred percent. There's going to be <laughs> I love some that, some guy. Uh, and I believe. I encourage this guy yeah. to reach out to us. I, I put I, me on the right. Put me on it. Put, yeah, like this. Give is me the, the Richard, dude. There's one guy. Yeah, in, point out point out the Richard. There's one guy in Germany. He's like, you got to smoke that dick. Just go <laughs> smoke it. The schnitzel. It's totally worth it. Totally worth it. Just go do it. I mean, it is the Richard. So that actually, that's one thing I like about this because for a company like that, obviously they're an ultra premium brand if they're charging $86 a cigar and you better be fucking good. But the exposure that has to bring for a brand that, you know, isn't quite as known is pretty cool. Surprising, like, uh, Placencia has been on the, like, I read an article that, like, supposedly this is going to be a big year for them. And seeing that they made, you know, two of their cigars made the top 25 for Half Wheel. Are we going to do some Placencia? I feel we, like we have I mean, to. We didn't even do any My Father until today. We should do some pl- Placencia. We saw them we saw him recently, so we should definitely uh, cop a few and uh, try them on the show. Yeah. Any surprises on that list for you? I got one. Uh, aside from, like, the number one cigar, uh, I guess it would come down to Vitola. Uh, I was very surprised that the Tat Grand Chasseur 20th anniversary made that list. And it wasn't the uh, Grand Mirville. I had, I had, I thought that was a better size. I had one. The the Oscar, the Leaf, the tenth. Yeah. I, I did I did smoke one of those and I, I don't I don't know. It didn't it just didn't do it. Not that it was a bad cigar, it just didn't do it for me. Hey, yeah. You like Pre- what you like. Presentation wise, yes, it gets it because it's wrapped in the, the, the tobacco leaf. But I don't I don't know. It just Maybe I just had a bad smoking experience. Yeah. I mean, dude, obviously we all we know how subjective these topics can be, especially when it comes to, you know, cigars. Like, uh, I well, like Mexican San Andreas wrappers, but some people don't like Mexican San Andreas wrappers. Honestly, some people are like, dude, I'm going to be honest, I'm getting a little sick of Mexican San Andreas wrappers, but then you see all these companies putting out Mexican San Andreas wrappers. I so think, I, I mean it's it's subjective, man. So I get that. I think seeing like Kristoff up there is because like it's a brand that like at least I'd say locally you've heard people kind of like, oh, it's fucking Kristoff. Like and yeah. that needs you know, shame on me because You're playing into that fucking bullshit, man. You're right. You're forgetting about these these old school brands and you're just not like Got you're it. not you're not putting any F on their name, bro. That's not even that. It's just like in my opinion, now, like, I'm at a stage where we've smoked so many cigars where, like, you can't call a cigar shitty unless you smoked it. <laughs> That's how uh, me and Jerry felt uh, looking for some whiskey today. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. What did I say at one point? Let's just go back home and we'll No, we'll no, no, no. What did I say? Oh, I, I said, I said, are, how we were acting. Are we being snobbish? I said, Caleb, do you think we're being a little snobbish right now? And he goes... Yeah, I think we're being a but little snobbish. I don't think that was our fault. I think just based on the stories that we went to, selection-wise, it just wasn't what we were aiming for. What we were in the mood for, too. We were also in the mood for something different. Yeah, we hit the nail on the head here, dude. <laughs> this is this, this is different. I like it, dude. I'm not going to lie. I like this uh, high county... High, high country, country, like oh, high what, dude? I'm a couple sips in, like I'm ready for my fifth pour of the I day. I feel like you're just high. No, I'm ready for my fifth pour of the day. You're gonna we, be able to after her, bro. 
we'll see. We'll see what comes. But <laughs> oh, like, no. I'm going to go on to my fifth pour of the day because we did record an episode with another podcast. But, uh, you know, you know, speaking of high country, mountains, boy, getting into the main meat of things. We, we've had some mountains of snow, you know. He had so much better plans for that pun to go into that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, he, he's, he's out here trying. The guy's five pours of whiskey deep. Uh, let's hope it's not like uh, when he, when we had the visitors, uh, Buffalo Bourbon enthusiasts, and the dude uh, just started puking all over the place. Uh, no, I, I haven't eaten yet, so I, I might need to, uh, Maybe that uh, puke is in store. We'll see. I'm going to try to keep things professional since we're on Cigar Hustler Network. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. Professional. You guys want what to- did you what did you want to talk about, Caleb? Because there's clearly something on your mind. You want Let's to snow. talk about something. Just do me a favor. Spit it out. All right. All right. So we've been hit with some snow. Uh, you want to call it snowmageddon, perhaps? Or maybe how do the DTH guys survive a Buffalo snowstorm? And we might give you our exclusive one-on-one survival guide, which is different than other snowstorms. Because in Buffalo, we're built different. So surviving a snowstorm... In here, this is like typical. We've lived through this for all our lives, but for all you guys who maybe experienced a windblown six and your whole city sh- shuts down, we know how to get you through a real snowstorm. I so, gotta say, I kind of like where this is going. I I have a few winter tips. Uh, if you have to go out there and brave the cold weather, for you people in Florida, uh, yeah, get bent. We <laughs> we we have four and a half feet of snow. Uh, just kidding. I love you guys, but uh, dude. Definitely have some tips, but uh, what what do you think, Caleb? Because obviously, I want to I want to keep I want to keep you engaged here before you get too drunk. All right. Well, let's stick to the basics. First of all, when you know the snow is coming, a lot of people start they start to panic. What we do here, we don't panic. We have lived through all this. You hear the weather reports? Oh, we're getting eighteen inches. Uh, you know, some of you ladies out there, you might be lucky to get that if you can handle all that. I don't know, sisters of the leaf. I might have went a little too far there. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> Good lord. But what the fuck? You think everyone's Johnny Sins? <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> First of all, don't panic. You see that weather report? Just just make sure you got the fridge stocked. First of all, you can't run out of like food or water. Um beer. Well, hey, that's where our that's where our <laughs> down to her surviving a storm one oh one comes in. Because if you're three guys like us from Buffalo yeah, you need that booze. You need that beer. You need some good whiskey. And for guys like us and for all our listeners, you need cigars. Do you feel seasoned like to this shit? It's it's old news. Driving doesn't even scare me. I don't That's what care. I'm saying, dude. Yeah. I see I see parts of the country like uh Tennessee. I was talking to uh I was talking to John Huber about like three inches of snow and I'm like, what the fuck? Three inches of snow when they're like shutting down Tennessee. Uh, Jake Sanders, I was talking to him yesterday. He's like, it's getting ready to snow here in, uh, oh, where the hell did he say he Zanesville? was? Zanesville? Uh, some shit. He's he's out at some... Uh, oh, he's traveling? Yeah, he's traveling, I think. He's like, it's getting ready to snow here. I'm like, dude, here's a picture of my backyard. And he's like, holy shit. You know what, what the fuck? Maybe, I'm like, yeah, dude, four and a half feet. Maybe for this episode, I'll have to send you guys like an updated picture of my driveway and my street, because where I live, shit got crazy. Like, they were taking, uh, like snow like what do you call them like the big plows and the trucks like not payloader like, they were taking big payloaders and they were going down the block picking it up and now now i live at a corner house so when the plows come by it gets excessively high 
Plaza's they, here. They were taking the payloaders. They were dumping everything at the corner, and then they were padding the snow down with the payloader. That's how high it was. Like snow in my neighborhood was over the street, the stop signs. Like you could barely see a stop sign. I saw that, dude. As far as inch wise, dude, uh, South Buffalo got hit with sixty-one and a half inches of snow. Uh, that's a dude. That is insane. Uh, I think over in your neighborhood, dude, it was like at seventy-eight inches. I can concur. I remember the other day I woke up, and it was it start it started to slow down. I woke up Thursday morning, and I was like, I got to just get out there to get the driveway done, like the end end of the driveway done, so the plow guy can get in. It was up to my knees, and that was just from overnight after I cleared it all out and got all three cars out of the driveway. Now, if it's up to Caleb's knees, guys, that's like you know ankles for everybody. <laughs> yeah, else. most people's shins, <laughs> most people's shins. But to touch on survival, uh, I would say must-haves for me. Uh, One, you're not going to run out of food. I'm just telling you this right now. The people that run out and grab the bread, milk, and eggs are fucking insane. Uh, You guys are just panicking a little too much. Because if you don't have, like, spare ramen noodles in your house or, like, shit that you... Like, if you can't come up with some kind of, like, smorgasbord of garbage... Shit meal. Yeah, like the shit meal. But sometimes the shit meal is good. Yeah. It depends what kind of sides you have. You just get, listen. Prioritize sides. Like, uh, I don't know. Like Easy good man. sauces. Good sauces are underrated. Good sauces can make, you know, maybe you, maybe you decide to make some kind of shitty stir fry. Yeah. But it's like popcorn chicken and fucking green beans. <laughs> I don't know. It's just random shit. I don't know. But, but yes. Uh, fuck the food part. Uh absolute necessities in a buffalo winter storm okay um without a doubt a good bottle of whiskey i went out i made one run during this entire storm it was to grab beer there's something about a good beer like just an ice cold beer even though it's freezing outside gotta be ready i'm gonna throw out something that might be a little controversial i don't like smoking in the cold ruins the cigar It, it it just it's a horrible experience uh, obviously I have plenty of cigars here. I don't have to go and do a cigar run, but, uh, if you have a room like this in your house that's heated and just ready to go with any, maybe prioritize a cigar, but beer, whiskey, cigars, uh, that's really it, dude. And, and a it, shovel, <laughs> a shovel. I want to kick this. So overrated. I want to kick this one over to Gio. Underrated. Now, Gio, were you doing any shoveling or plowing? And if you were outside, were you smoking? No, I don't smoke outside if it's snowing here. I have, I had a lesson happen, and it ruined a cigar experience when before this was fully insulated, so and it can cause the combustion. The cigar will blow up. Now, uh, as far as the shoveling and anything, I didn't have to do shit. I'm in a complex. They had people nope. there. And... All right, so here's where I disagree with you guys, because where I live, couldn't get the plow guy through because so much snow. They were busy. Uh, actually... My plow guy, who lives across the street, was actually in Tennessee this whole time. So he wasn't there to get our driveway plowed. And his son was home alone. And his son's like a teenager. So he couldn't even dig out the snowblower. So like normally, if my plow guy's stuck, I will go across the street, grab a snowblower, and I'll snowblow while they're out plowing. Because they, they got a whole plowing business. So they're out plowing everywhere here and there. So I had a shovel. But, but I did go out, and I did grab a nice foundation cigar that Nick sent us, the Charter Oak. Man, that thing is a tank. I was out there shoveling for two hours. 
thing did not blow up on me, did not peel on me. The rapper stayed. I was out there puffing, no gloves, no hat. I was just... Well, maybe that's because that's grown in Connecticut. <laughs> I think it's funny listening to Caleb tell like cigar stories uh, because I, I realized that Caleb smokes probably just as many cigars as a lot of people I know uh, in the industry. Like Caleb's always smoking cigars, and I, I didn't know that Caleb did all that shit. I thought he was more like you, Gio. Like, I don't, Gio, do you ever smoke outside of the show? Yeah. Work. <laughs> well, okay, all right. Uh, not not just like work, but I mean, like, do you ever just find yourself like at home by yourself, right? And you're like, I'm going to go sit on the porch and have a cigar. No, there's not really a designated area where I'm loving to do it. You can like, do it right next to those weird fish tanks in the uh, that the, the neighbor has, that weird yeah, guy. absolutely not. That guy's growing like frog people in <laughs> fucking fish tanks. <laughs> like, that's... Sh- just to elaborate, all that shit's finally like... The one neighbor and like it has the, to be an ordinance, right? A I city don't know ordinance. What the fuck is going on? He's well, grown. no, it's inside the property. Like it's in a fence. I understand, area. but like he's like growing things. It's like a koi fish pond, <laughs> but it's like in fish tanks though. It's not like it's a pond. So that's nice. weird. Because my father-in-law has koi fish, right? And he's they're like his prized possessions. Dude, those, dude those things live a long time. Uh, they're as old as yeah. he is. He told oh, me he's wow. had them since he was young. I was going to say, I've heard rumors that they could live up to like 75, 100 years. Yeah. That's insane. Big fish. Fucking takes magic care carp. Of, they do get it's, big. It's like a uh, when they would like move. Did it evolve into Gyarados? No. but Wait, like so he took them from New yeah, York he, he, to North Carolina? Yes. He, wow. tran- he transferred them. How did that work? Because I, I feel no like that's got to be a crazy story. I'm not a koi fish expert, but... <laughs> Uh, I can tell in, like, you plastic bags and shit, I, I, dude. What is this? It's not a circus. It's not a carnival. <laughs> like we didn't just play beer pong and make it into the or, or throw a ring, throw a ring around a bottle. You win the fish that lives forever. Fucking those fair goldfish that live for five years. If you put one of those in an ecosystem, like in a ravine, it becomes the apex predator. It kills the entire uh, ecosystem. It turns into like a beta fish of the wild. Yeah, and like just they, they just. They get as big as they possibly can, and they destroy entire ecosystems. It's like super bad to get rid of them. So odd. Yeah, like, and <laughs> they're just that. like you're walking around with it in a little plastic bag. But if it's you like were to release thing. that thing into a pond, it becomes an apex predator. Just kills everything. It kills everything and ruins the entire ecosystem. Dude, guys, I'm not gonna lie though. While I was shoveling, and just a shout out to, hold on, that whiskey got a little hot on me. <laughs> This is a shout out to Nick, dude. I'm t- that foundation, the charred oak, it it held up, did not blow. I had no issues the whole time shoveling. Every time I shoveled, I would take one out with me, and I would make it last like two hours while I'm out there just digging out snow. Uh, no snow blower, just all shovel, all by hand, and I had no problem with the. Uh, it didn't blow up on me. Just the way it was constructed, I had a great time smoking. It's like the kids are inside. I'm away from them. I'm away from work because I was still working on the laptop. I was like, this is just great. I'm just out here shoveling, just living the life, smoking a cigar. My neighbors are shoveling. I'm not helping them. Some guys are snow snow blowing. They're not helping me. And I'm just like, I'm going to just, you know, throw some snow and uh, just blow some smoke. And Can we awesome. actually talk about this for just two seconds? Do you ever see, and okay, I'm not saying this guy's wrong. Obviously, the, every neighborhood has this guy, but the guy who just snow blows the entire neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, it's like uh, it's like the Super Bowl. He just he's said, out. He's going to help snow blow everyone's driveways. He's walking down the street with the shovel, helping everybody out. Uh, like the dude from Home Alone. 
he's just there. He's helping you. He's helping. He didn't help me, but um, <laughs> it didn't help me either. I was out by myself. <laughs> didn't help, but it's all right. I didn't. I didn't care. I didn't care that I was by myself. I was enjoying my time. This might be controversial. He lives right next door. Uh, he's <laughs> out. He's out getting dudes cups of coffee. Like, uh, is this the neighbor that doesn't like you? <laughs> so we have uh, we have yes. we have a little bit of an issue. Um, apparently, I'm not saying it was either a YouTube, but some fucking asshole was smoking cigars and started throwing cigar like. And like the end of a cigar, like the butts of the cigars, like the nubs, they were throwing them over his fence. I and, and his German shepherd started eating them. And he's a little passive aggressive. Uh, his like 21 year old daughter, she didn't con- like she didn't confront me directly. She wrote a handwritten letter and put it in my mailbox. And it said, stop throwing your cigars over the fence. Uh asshole and the puppy keeps eating it i mean i guess have some common sense and i'll be honest with you uh i do not do that i always put my cigars when they're finished in the same exact spot not me not me so somebody threw shit over their fence but i'm pretty sure my neighbor hates me (laughs) oh i guess i i mean well now you know (laughs) i guess it's better for those dogs to eat some cigars than their own shit so well, <laughs> I mean, some dogs do that. My thing is this. Uh, I think he hates me because there's always people here. Yeah. Mm. Noise ordinance thing. Not a noise ordinance thing. I remember one time during COVID, he yelled at us. One of those. Dude, there was... F- no, no, I wouldn't say he's like liberal or anything, but like we were sitting on the back porch. There might have been six or seven of us super spreaders. <laughs> yeah. Playing poker, hanging out, drinking. And we're sitting on the back. Not va- the- not vexed. Uh, and all I hear is this dude yelling at me out the window. So can you guys quiet down out here? People are trying to sleep. I'm like, the world is shut down right now, and it's like midnight. Like, call the cops. That was my advice. Oh, wait. Now, I'm not saying that's a flex <laughs> or anything, but like uh, every single person that was here was a police officer. So, I mean feel like it'd be a little awkward it will go like every other i'm not saying we're above the law in any way but i mean i just feel like it would be like no, if, no, if no, the no, cops no. came and said you guys got to quiet down can you imagine saying that's like eight police officers no it's just gonna go like every other loud noise call can you please quiet down you have neighbors that's, yeah that's the end of it i'm leaving adios but i don't know i'm pretty sure geo spot on this is definitely the neighbor that hates me well that makes sense now, see, my uh, shovel story was, uh, so back last year when we had that crazy Christmas storm. You have to, for Geo, go back an entire year <laughs> for from the last shovel. time he yeah. shoveled. Correct. And <laughs> so, we, we just got six lucky and a half for, feet of snow. Lucky for him, though. That's He's lucky that he didn't have to shovel that much. So, so props, props. Now, this, cars are buried, you know, there's, you could stand on a snow mound and see the roof of your car. Correct. And there's no way I'm digging my me. I flagged down a payloader that happened to me doing an image street because he was just going through certain like streets. He was not coming down the street at all. I go to the guy. I was like, "Yo, help me out. I work for the city. You know, here's a. I'll give you forty bucks to just dig to this portion here. There's neighbors out. They're all excited, thinking we're finally gonna be able to get out. 
I get, he's like, yeah, man. He's like, hey, for like a hundred bucks, I'll do the full street. No, 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 no. Fuck that. They're 40. You can get me. <laughs> the whole neighborhood was like, what the fuck, dude? You- y'all can, do- y'all can chip in. I paid my part. <laughs> that's, Jesus. That's true. If they chipped in, they could have got out. That, that's on them. That's not on Geo. I, I made the effort to go chase through the mound and fucking waste deep snow to go get the payloader. Is there any faster money on earth than being a guy with a plow during a horrible snowstorm? There is no amount of money people won't pay to get out. But There's no amount. Seeing, people will pay $100. People will pay $200. Mm-hmm. If you got to go to work, you will pay whatever it takes. It was just so funny to see, like, the look. Everyone was all excited, and it got to, like, the point, like, there's a stop sign divider. He went to that stop sign. He's like, yeah, I really can't get through much further. I tried as much as I could, but, like, he had already got my car out, so I didn't give a shit. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, thanks, man. And there were neighbors outside, like, oh, what's your news? like, you guys could pay him. Like, they're looking at me like I'm an asshole. You dick. fucking dick. You know now, what? mind you. You're going to be a shitty neighbor, I can tell. Now, mind you, first off, all of their shit got cleared out. You're going to be a shitty neighbor. I can tell. You know what? I tried to call off of work all week, and they just said, dude, you work from home. And I was like, I, I can't get out of my driveway. Yeah, that's funny. I tried. I tried. But. I got that company email said, uh, stay at home. I don't know. Don't try to come in. That would be the advice I think the DTH guys have for a shitty snowstorm. Well, I got another part for that. Now, what kind of food do you guys have? Because, you know, you already said. I the- told you it's like ramen noodles, shitty smorgasbords, like whatever the fuck I can come up with. Well, here's my thing. In Buffalo, now we're not like typical cities. Everything doesn't shut down. Pizzerias do stay open. So, yeah, it's pizza and wings. I knew this storm was bad because the other day I went to go to Carbone's Pizza and it was closed. That's how I knew that we had a really shitty storm. You're not wrong on that because pizzerias do not fucking close here Mm -hmm. ever. Like, you could go at 8 in the morning. You could go at 1 in the morning. You're going to be able to find a pizzeria and get a slice somewhere. You you just have to go and pick it up. No no delivery. You got to go get it. I remember one time a fucking uh, company here delivered it on a snowmobile yes i was gonna bring that up i had that written down snowmobiles whipping all across the city doesn't matter where you live in the city on the sub in the i remember ordering from the specific pizzeria i called them it was like kind of like a it was almost like a joke just like hey can i get a large pie and 20 wings and you know i gave him all the information i gave him the address and he said within the hour i said we have four and a half feet of snow how is this dude getting here and <laughs> i love it within the hour dude showed up on a snowmobile love it awesome mvp that's huge tip i'm just throwing it out there that right there gets you a monster tip you yeah it's like it, 25 bucks you have to at that point I, is there any price you wouldn't pay it, when you're trapped in the house for days and you need some garbage because yeah. you know what it's like now, I mean, if I get to... You're in pajamas, you're not showering, you're watching and binge-watching <laughs> Sopranos episodes from fucking 25 years ago. All right. Funny you brought that up. My next... my next Before Gio has to say what he has to say, my next thing was, what are we binge-watching shows and movies? And Sopranos is on my list. Because but we all do the same shit, Caleb. I know. The, well, we're, we're humans. We literally... It is, it's ingrained in us to do the same things. This as is, we cope the same way, well, this all is, of us. This is why it's the down-to-herf survival of a Winter Storm 101. Yeah, and we we're on the same wave, wavelength. And I'll let uh, Geo go and say what he had to say. I mean, like if I get to pick, I know what I want to stock up on. Like I definitely need like some form of chips and dip, like either like a cheese dip or like a salsa. I called Geo out earlier today. Uh, this dude is like a garbage disposal of trash. 
Uh, don't let this dude's muscles fool you. <laughs> don't let the steroids fucking fool you. This dude eats like garbage. I've been with him twice in the last like 12 hours. Both of the meals he's had so far was Burger King and Wendy's. He did, doesn't discriminate amongst the chains either. Did you? Except Arby's. Don't like Arby's. <laughs> Nobody did, likes Arby's. Did you? I don't know how they stay in business. Did, that's a side conversation. Did your uh, trend guy come through with you for your, the delivery? <laughs> that guy came out of snowmobile too. Geo <laughs> gave him a tip as well. Like, thanks. I can't get a workout in at the gym, but I'm going to do the push-ups. I'm going to do the sit-ups at home. I think that's another thing that's a little underrated. Uh, this might be a little weird, but uh, definitely having like two 25-pound dumbbells make a difference. Just maybe ripping some curls, yeah. making resistance yourself feel bands like you do help, something. Like the tube resistance bands with like the handles, those are always useful. I'll tell you, during the six days we've gotten pounded by snow, uh, the Peloton is still a clothes hanger. Uh, <laughs> it has not been turned on one time. <laughs> My workout has been shoveling. It's a coat rack now. That's my, a fifteen hundred dollar coat rack. Yeah, my my workout has been shoveling. That's about it. Uh, I I I try to save the copious amount of like junk food I've eaten, like the ice cream, the pizzas, uh, just throwing together some random shit. Um, I like to say that the the shoveling has burned some calories. I will say, amongst the three of us, there's no doubt. Uh, we didn't bring this up yet, but there's no surviving the snow snowmageddon without uh, our friends at C four. <laughs> Yeah, energy energy drinks galore. When you're out shoveling, when you have nothing better to do, but we are not sponsored. This is a shameless plug. Uh, maybe one day. Uh, I absolutely love this shit. So I I drink so many of these things. It doesn't <laughs> doesn't matter if it's C four Monster Ghost. Uh, I think Alani it's new. I think it's saving me, but it's secretly killing me very slowly. Our insides are like acid digested, and they're just like fizzling. But uh, that right there will be all of our tips to survive the snowmageddon. Uh, obviously, we don't have a lot of Buffalonians in the audience. So actually, I'm not going to lie, dude. There's some secret ones. But whatever. I, I, I like seeing some of our friends' uh, Snapchat that they were watching. I saw that. Yeah. You well, talking about uh, AB? A- yeah. Well, besides our survival tips, I do have some of the top 10 worst snowstorms slash snowfalls of all time. Okay. Um, we can fly through them real quick, real quick. Okay. And we've and guys, we've been alive for three out of these 10 in our uh, short life here on planet Earth. So up first, we have the Great Blizzard of 1888, which hit the northeastern United States. I <laughs> yeah, me too. My dad probably remembers. So that. this dropped between New England to Chesapeake Bay, thirty to forty feet. God damn! On March eleventh. So this is a March storm. Can we get to the good one? Get get to the one that I'm the most excited for. All right. Oh, well, hold on. We got the storm of the century, 1993, eastern United States, and uh, went from uh, Alabama to Canada, and it dropped about sixty inches of snow within t- a two day span. We have the New York. That was a 99 or 93? 93. Oh, that was alive. The New York City blizzard of 2006. 2006 was a bad year for snowstorms. Yeah. We in Buffalo got hit with the October storm. Was terrible. None of the Buffalo ones made it? Yeah, there's one on the Buffalo. Uh, We have one in Tibet in 2008. Okay. Dropped uh, 60 inches in 24 hours. And it killed about uh, 150,000. Heads of livestock. Oh, I got 150,000 people. Jesus. No, no. 
Uh, Everyone's gonna die. There is the Mount Shasta incident. What happened in California in 1959? It dumped six feet of snow in six days. Uh, Eastern Canadian blizzard of 71 uh, dropped 16 inches in one day and 32 inches in a day, and it just like it dumped people. Uh, it resulted in over 30 deaths. Now here's one that you guys would probably never expect: the Iran blizzard of 1972. February 3rd, 1972, this blizzard in Iran killed 4,000 people and it flattened 200 villages. And it lasted for five days and it dropped 28 feet of snow. Holy shit. One of the deadliest snowstorms in history. Jesus. Uh, so what you're saying is climate change has been around since the 70s. <laughs> uh, then we have the Great Snow of 1717 in New England. Uh, it was four snowstorms in 11 days throughout New England. Uh, reached from Philadelphia to Boston as much as uh, five feet dropped in 11 days. Can you imagine that back uh, like 300 years ago? These people, end of times. End of times. There's no death totals because they just like didn't keep track. <laughs> number half, half the village. <laughs> number two, the Buffalo Blizzard of 77. Okay. Made the list. Uh, My Jay- father is going to be <laughs> ecstatic. That this is on there because he's this dude. I mean, look at I got the sign up there. Yeah, Blizzard of seventy seven. My father talks about this storm like it happened yesterday. He's like, be like, damn, dad, we got six feet of snow in two days, man. He's like, still ain't no Blizzard of seventy seven. I could walk out my second story window right onto the snow, which is kind of fucked up to think about. Mm-hmm. What did he think of last year's? This is this is how you know, though. I I, I already know the answer. I, My I, dad didn't no. say anything negative about it. He said, yeah, it was a pretty wicked one, but it was no 77. My dad, we could get fucking five feet of snow in a day and be like, that was nothing. 77. That's all I hear. Losers, it will never happen again. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure it will never happen again. I'm sure it is definitely going to happen again. Sound, sounds like my dad. So we had so to make things crazy about this blizzard that happened uh, January 27, 77, Buffalo got hit with 31 inches in November, another 60 inches in December, and then on this day of the storm, it was 60 inches plus wind gust up to 70 miles an hour, which dumped another 60 inches on top of all the 60 inches. That already so fell. 120 inches of snow. Exactly. Uh, 29 deaths. How did last year's Buffalo Storm not even come into this list? Not on the list. When was this uh, article written? Uh, February 2023. So after. So after. Yeah. So the only. It probably inspired this list. So the only recent one that's on here, it's not a New York or a Northeastern one. It is the Great Texas Snowstorm of 2021. I remember it. Mm-hmm. They got like three inches of snow. Yeah. But, but it was like an ice storm and it, yep. it shut down Their all power. the electrical grids and people were like freezing to death. Three to eight inches of snow, five degree temperatures. And you're right. Most of the damage was due to frozen pipes that caused between 80 billion and 130 billion dollars resulted in 210 deaths. See, so, yeah, I remember it. Like- I remember it. I was like three inches of snow. I sound like my dad. That ain't shit. <laughs> I, uh, what's crazy is we weren't even thinking about that. I remember there was a story about a big throughway pileup where there was like 130 cars. It's like in Michigan or something, dude. No, it was in Texas because they have no salt. Okay, yeah, so they yeah. have untreated roads. And that's Anyone in the very South, bad. when you get a black ice on a road, 
you throw rock salt on there to raise the freezing point. Now, uh, y'all don't know about that down there. It's funny. We'll get like 10 inches of snow, but there's so much salt on our roads. You're like, well, it ain't sticking yet. We're all right so far. (laughs) Down there, they use uh, like sand as opposed to salt sometimes. So, yeah. Well, the fucked up thing is, I was—I think we were at work when this happened in the article. I was like, "Could you imagine having to do a hundred and thirty car accident report?" Put me on a half. <laughs> <laughs> that report had to take like seven days. <laughs> probably did. I don't even know what you do for that. Like, do you just like, yeah, it was there. We don't know it, what happened. It was bad. <laughs> it was terrible. Bumper to bumper. Vehicle one did rear end vehicle 38. (laughs) Vehicle one did rear end vehicle 122 and 122 hit 120. Like, dude, it was what a nightmare. Imagine the fucking, uh, like the narrative for that. That's a college thesis. Yeah, right. Here's my seven page report. Oh, yeah. And also two people died. Just had to bring. It's not funny. I'm just saying, like Like, the report is like terrible. Just had to bring up those storms for comparison to like how we deal with like a typical storm, a two three day storm in Buffalo. Because you know what, we pull through. This is your DTH 101 survival guy. And if there's a Bills game, we'll shovel out the stadium for twenty bucks an hour. Yeah, that's it. Yes, we also during the snowstorm have had a Bills playoff game in which we beat Pittsburgh. I'm sure you guys all saw. Uh, we also are hosting the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, so all you Swifties out there, go fuck yourselves. And uh, yeah, we're ready for you. And now we're ready for our next segment of the show. We have to get into Patrol Gone Wild, guys. So without further ado, it's time for Patrol Gone Wild. This segment is brought to you by Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust, makers of the award-winning Sober Mesa, Mikidia, Sin Compromiso, and many more premium handmade cigars. So without further ado, let that music play, Jerry. Patrol gone wild. We're doing it big. Bang, bang, skeet, skeet. All right, I'm up first. The story we got. Uh, new homeowners in Colorado find severed head in freezer while cleaning out their house. So this is only from two days ago. Uh, we got new homeowners in Colorado surprised when they found a human head in a freezer on their front yard. So they bought a single-family home in Grand Junction. Uh, they were just cleaning out the house. They got everything out of the house, putting it on the front lawn. Uh, they were labeling some of these things as free stuff, just to take by uh, neighbors in the neighborhood. And uh, they had this uh, bluish-green cooler out there. Someone opened up the cooler, and there was a severed head that was uh, found in the cooler. They pulled this cooler out of the garage. Uh, they called the cops immediately. There's clearly an uh, ongoing investigation going. It's, like I said, it only happened two days ago. Uh, they got to look into the previous owners, uh, possible missing people around the neighborhood as well, uh, treating it as a possible homicide. Uh, they oh oh possible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wasn't an accident. His head severed, but we have to. <laughs> maybe it was a homicide. Yeah, maybe like he guillotined himself and the head just happened to flop into a, a cooler. But so, yes, investigation going on. Like I said, the story's only two days old. Uh, There's barely any details, a lot of background investigation going on. Uh, They want to make sure that someone in the neighborhood doesn't find out that a loved one passed away through rumors or innuendo. They want to have a full investigation, get the full story out. 
But uh happened around 2.30 p.m. on uh, January 12th. Just clearing out the house. So imagine that. You buy a new house, clearing things out, find a head and cooler in your garage. Yeah, man. Uh, I've seen some fucked up shit in my my uh, law enforcement career, man. This I mean, would not be the first severed head I've seen in my life. They're always weird. The only background information they have is that the only thing they can gather up is that an older gentleman was taking care of his mother in the house before it was sold to these new owners, and uh, they never had many people over. That's all that was said. Some Norman Bates shit. Yeah, dude, mm. some psycho. Yeah. But, uh, Puts yeah, the man. Lotion in the what basket. do you think happened, Caleb? Well, now that you've given light on that detail that was a mother taking care, uh, a son taking care of his mother, they didn't say if the head was female or male. I know in the uh, graphic I put a male head from The Shining when he was frozen <laughs> out there, but, um, I, if it's a mother son thing, uh, probably the son did it. We'll just say. All right, dude. Uh, I got a, another snow based story. Uh, this is out of Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, Lincoln man seen ramming police vehicles and other regular vehicles with a skid steer. He's charged with assault and criminal mischief. Uh, I do have a little clip here to play. Uh, pretty wild shit here in front of uh, Home Depot. So any of you doers who are getting the job done, just avoid this Home Depot. Guy's going crazy with the skid loader. This guy gets no fucks. Holy shit. I wish we could hear the police radio. I'm being attacked by a fucking bobcat! So, pretty fucked up shit. Uh, I do have a little bit of uh, details from this story. Uh, Obviously, this is out of Lincoln, Nebraska. A Lincoln man who was seen ramming vehicles and damaging businesses with a skid steer in southeast Lincoln last weekend appeared in court Wednesday. Samuel Pyrot, 36 years old, was charged with second-degree assault of an officer, second-degree assault, and five counts of criminal mischief of $5,000 plus. A judge set his bond at $100,000, meaning he'd have to pay $10,000 to get out of jail pre-trial. Payrot is scheduled to appear on court or in court on February 15th at 2.30 p.m. Uh, the thing I thought was really crazy about this story was um, this dude was like going through like 7-Elevens and shit, like just crashing through the front door and then coming out. So like this actually went on a little longer than the little clip that we just saw. Um, so you just went on a rampage. I, I So some shit came out. Obviously, there were some developing details in the last few hours on this story. Uh it, it did appear that this individual was dealing with some kind of drug issue and was heavily under the influence of them. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Which kind of makes sense, because I don't think any normal, rational uh, citizen of any community would grab a skid steer and just start fucking slamming into police officers. Uh, I wanted to dive a little deeper into this with you, Geo. Um, 
obviously being in law enforcement, if we dealt with something like this, uh, we did see in that video, we saw that officer come out with his gun drawn. How do you feel that? Uh, do you think that was an appropriate response? Yes. Do you think all day that guy would have been justified? Once he started hitting the police car. I don't know Colorado. Uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. Or I'm sorry, Nebraska, mixing up from the previous story. I think I don't Nebraska know- might be pretty red. I don't know what their uh, standards are for uh, deadly force, but, you know, I think we can agree that willfully ramming a, you know, skid steer plow part into a vehicle can cause extreme risk of death. We're talking about heavy machinery here. Like, we're talking about shit that uh, easily could kill people. Right. Like, without trying could kill people let's think i mean you saw what it did to that patrol vehicle right that was in like a 30 second clip now i mean it depends like uh you can't really monday morning quarterback like if distance the guy had some cover like a lot of times in a circumstance like that a weapon's coming out more i'd think is a scare tactic but if that dude keeps coming at you with that thing like you know I could definitely see a justified shoot. You know what's insane about this? There's just no damage to the skid steer. Yeah. They're just absolute. They're like tanks, dude. They're like tanks. I mean, I don't think that glass is going to be eating a fucking 40 or 9 mil. No, it's not. But I'm saying like that thing can literally flip patrol vehicles. It could flip anything. It'll go right through a building. I mean, the least that guy could have done was just clear up a little bit of that snow there. (laughs) He didn't do that. The fucking guy didn't do nothing. I know, Right? right? Uh, what I think is a little crazy is, um, I don't know if they have any kind of bail reform in Nebraska, but that guy could do something like that and it only is 10 grand for him to get out. Well, that's bond. I get it. No, I understand. uh, I know it's a hundred grand, but you only need 10% of that to get out of jail before your trial. So this, my guess is this guy's free right now. Well, it just depends. I mean, so here I'm pretty sure. Uh, if you take the bond route where it's only 10% or something like that, you don't get that money back. Whereas if you post the bail, you get that money back. Okay. Well, so that no, costs $10,000 to get out. I, I mean, just, I'm sure there's going to be some kind of restitution on top of whatever oh, sentencing. Yeah. Uh, last I saw, he was facing 80 years in jail right now. <laughs> yeah. So that's a fun little story I saw out of uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, Geo, what did you have for us, buddy? Well, I guess there's something in the water in Colorado, because this came out today. It's not Colorado. We were in Nebraska for my story, but yes, about in Caleb. Colorado. No, I'm talking about story. Caleb's. Oh. Yeah. So, Colorado security guard arrested after severed hand found in his jacket pocket. What the fuck, man? What's going on with I these people, I saw this story, They're too. Severing people. I saw this story. Guys, did you like my uh, little uh, <laughs> talk bubble there? I need a hand. <laughs> so He needs a hand job. Solomon Martinez, 26, is charged with first-degree murder after police were tipped off to his alleged involvement in placing a woman's body in a creek. I guess this dude uh, dismembered a woman after murdering her and then, like, started threatening his roommates to, like, help him dispose of the body. And when he was arrested, there was a plastic bag in his jacket pocket, like the chest part, with a severed hand. Well, he did not get rid of all the evidence, so uh, bad, bad play on his part. What do you think he was doing with the hand? <laughs> the thing is, I know we could make fucking fifteen hilarious yeah, bad, jokes because yeah. I have one really bad. But obviously, a female was murdered by some lunatic. Uh, I don't want to get too crazy on that, but I immediately—if you're thinking it—that's what I thought. Well, listen, 
I'm just so again, this is murdering and loss of life is not funny. However, um, typically speaking, usually when these things happen, there is a sexual nature to a crime, especially when body parts are kept. I I think you may be picking up what I put down. I'm not yeah. saying it. But uh, obviously, there's some weird people out there. A little bit. This of, dude looks like someone that would murder someone. A little bit of necrophilia, probably. Uh, I mean, <laughs> hate to speculate, but Colorado, what is going on? What Colorado? Come on. To quote the man Stephen A. Smith, "Stay off the weed. <laughs> Stay off the weed." <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is like literally a week apart, though. Too like yours was what the fifteenth? Maybe it's the 12. same guy. Maybe it's her head. Could oh. be the mom. Could be the mother. Maybe it's yeah. her head. Could well, be. no, he said it was the twelfth. So literally, that was a week apart because this story came out today. Oh okay. shit! There you yeah. Go. All right, guys. With that being said, make sure you check back again next week for more Patrol Gone Wild. Brought to you by Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. And now we have to get into our next segment: news with Caleb. <laughs> All right, up first, we have Florida Bill would ban smoking and vaping at state beaches and parks. So another ban bill that we hate to see, especially in a state like Florida, you would not expect this to be there. Uh, when I saw the article, I didn't believe it, but uh, new bill, they want to make it illegal to light up a cigar at state beaches and parks in Florida. It is uh, Florida Senate Environmental and Natural Resources Committee voted 7 to nothing in favor of this bill, SB 1576. That would modify state law to ban smoking and vaping at state beaches and parks. So uh, there is no exemption for cigars. Really sucks, especially with Florida being like a a red state, as you'd consider it. Uh, DeSantis, uh, he, you know, it went by a Republican senator as well that proposed this bill. So uh, I don't know. Kind of weird to see this go by a Republican uh, legislature. It would... Fine people up to $100 for their first violation at a state park or beach, and uh, $500 for subsequent uh, violations after that. Uh, law to go in fact, July 1st, 2024. Well, if you guys got any vacations to Florida beaches, just make sure you're ripping those stogies now and getting the enjoyment out of them before this bill goes in in July. So I feel like in Florida, though, people don't really smoke on the beach. They have such a open cigar policy in public. Like, you can go sit at a table and smoke cigars in a restaurant. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not for long. So I guess you got to go to those private beaches. Maybe, like, the nudist ones. I don't know so much if that's going to be an <laughs> issue. Just because it's much more ingrained in the culture in Florida. Like, there's, like, you know, Tampa and, like, Eber City are, like, considered cigar city. That would I would be very very surprised if you saw a total like public ban in like other states. That, well, that's why I'm surprised it passed seven nothing. So, yeah. well, I mean, it's a beach. Like I can get like, no one likes the vapes. Wow, I'm Jerry. Nice work, bud. You're doing a great job on production. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. We'll move, we'll move on to story number two. We have Viaje Zombie Green, Zombie Red, and Zombie Antidote. Set to return. So uh, these are three batches of Viaje zombie blends. Uh, they were first released in 2022. Um, and they come in a 5x52 Perfecto Vitola. Uh, originally, it was adapted in 2013 
uh, with prices of $12.10 per cigar. So they are about to come back in 20-count uh, boxes like the previous release. But the Zombie Antidote, which debuted in 2014, hasn't been released since 2021, is coming in a six and a quarter by 44 Lonsdale Vitola. Um, the blend is uh, Nicaraguan Puro, and it was priced at eight $8.92 per cigar. And it's offered in a 24-count plastic jar, such as the picture shows right there. I thought that was like a vial of chemicals that Geo gets <laughs> delivered weekly. <laughs> Looks like that, huh? Uh, yeah, it's a very cool um, presentation right there. Uh, they have yet to announce when they're set to ship, uh, but they will be coming soon. So be on the lookout if you're fans of Yahe and uh, maybe if you have an interest in zombies, you know, check this out. Zombie Red, Zombie Green. And the zombie antidote, really cool presentation right there. I think that gyre, which looks like a medical prescription of sorts, is cool looking. I'm not trying to make a joke here, but I feel like I could think that out of like an old pretzel tub. <laughs> it does look like a pretzel or tub. Or a peanut butter jar. <laughs> yeah, like uh, I'm sure this is something we're going to be on the lookout for. Maybe that's a cigar we end up doing around October. So what excites me about this is Viaje typically makes the thicker ring gauges, and I think it in my opinion, for me, hinders my enjoyment of some other products. So that antidote size is right up my alley. With nice Lonsdale. Yeah. yeah. So I think that would be a very interesting try there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It'd be a very cool uh, Halloween episodes of sorts or for the month of October. But uh, last story of the day, we're going the whiskey route. So we have Leonard Skinner rocks into 2024 by expanding Hell House Whiskey into Tennessee. So uh, I didn't even know Leonard Skinner had their own brand of whiskey. So they are they kicked off the New Year's. Um, uh, they did the CBS New Year's Live Nashville Big Bash. I, I didn't really watch or pay attention, but apparently they have Hell House whiskey, and it's set to be like uh, really big. A uh, lot of uh, hype and excitement around this. Maybe one we have to try, guys. Uh, it's made in collaboration with Bespoken Whiskey. So they're like the company behind Hell House. Uh, They've won over 160 medals in the last three years. So I, I wasn't even aware of this, but it sounds really cool. Their mash bill, their mash bill is 75% corn, 21% rye, and 4% malt. And it is a uh, 90 proofer. Yeah, dude, we should definitely try and get a hold of that. Uh, another one I wanted to try was that Traveler. Yeah, we did the that. Chris last- Stapleton one that we talked about last week. We should definitely try and get that. Let's uh, try this Hell House and... We'll let these people, the people of the leaf, the Herf boys and gals, know if it's any good. And I, I believe this is around fifty to sixty, uh, fifty to sixty dollars per bottle. So, uh, I guess if we can find it, let's be on the lookout for this one. If we can see some Hell House, I'd be interested in trying it. Get a little Skinnerd whiskey in us, a little Freebird. Exactly. I did. You know. You notice making the graphic. I had to be a little careful with uh, what I chose for the logo. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, you know. uh, that being said, Caleb, it's that time. Yes, it is cigar review time. We are nearing the end of the episode. Uh, what'd you come up with, man? All right, I'm all set. So appearance here, man. This thing was looking pretty. Uh, it's got the two bands, the bright blue, uh, very like the blue, gold, red on the big main band. I'm giving this a nine and a half for that. Very fancy, elegant. Uh, what else would you expect for a 20th anniversary cigar? Uh, so nine and a half there. Burn, uh, I gave it a nine. No relights at all. No issues. Uh, construction, I gave it a nine as well. I had a little bit that fell on me in the beginning, 
But other than that, I uh, didn't have an issue since then. Draw, I went with the straight cut here. Given the size of this Vitola, didn't feel like a V-cut was necessary. Uh, straight cut, no issues, nine. Uh, draw. Oh, wait, I did that already. Uh, <laughs> it's all those whiskey pours, but uh, it's okay. Uh, Pour five is going well for Caleb. If I didn't say burn, it got a nine as well. Uh, enjoyment, nine as well. This was an easy <laughs> cigar rating for me. Uh, nine and a half and all nines got a 45.5. 91 for me. Uh, you know, smoky stick. I got the sand and the sandalwood. And uh, just halfway through the cigar, light light pepper. Uh, easy smoke. Perfect. Uh, my father, 20th anniversary. Uh, I did put an asterisk on this. Maybe throw an asterisk on this, Caleb, that this was a 2023 release. Uh, just so when we are doing our cigar review, I feel like you might want to do that because yeah, of the I'm, review I gave this. So we definitely want to have this mark that this did come out last year. The appearance, I gave it a 9.5. I've seen the box that this thing comes in. Uh, very royal, regal feel to this. Um, the 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 wrapper or the band on this is awesome. They put a little band on the foot. Uh, I mean, so detailed. Uh, such a such a beautiful looking cigar. The presentation's amazing. Uh, bringing me to actually getting into smoking it. Uh, the burn I gave this thing a nine point five. Uh, this thing is phenomenal. Uh, I straight cut mine. Uh, I had no issues. I would never be cut a thirty five plus dollar cigar in my life. Uh, there's no reason to fuck around with it. Um, the construction I gave it a nine. Uh, great construction. Uh, Hard to the feel, not like a, a soft cigar or anything. Uh, very oily cigar. I know I touched on that almost immediately during the show. Uh, just, man, what a fucking... <coughs> this is a great cigar, man. The draw, smoke output. Obviously, Caleb touched on this. Smoky fucking cigar. Smoky. Uh, this thing would be amazing on like a hot summer night, sitting by a fire. I feel like you'd just... I, I don't know if you'd want to herf with this thing. You are going to get smoked out. I can tell you that right now. Uh, bring my overall enjoyment to a 9.5. 46.5 overall, 93. Uh, this cigar is amazing. Um, if a box wasn't 800 bucks, I'd probably own one. Not saying I've never bought an $800 box. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is a really, really good cigar. I touched on the, the oily wrapper. Uh, when I first started smoking it, it seemed like it had a very peppery taste to it um that mellowed out almost immediately for me um i didn't get a lot of tasting notes i'm not sure why uh i feel like the peatiness of the the mild peatiness of this high country uh by high west really it affected how i tasted the cigar um not the best pairing not the best pairing i will say though i i would love to re-smoke this cigar just in my own personal time and just enjoy this thing for what it is. I'd like to pair this with like, maybe like a coffee with cream. I think that's a great idea. Hey, sometimes we don't hit the pairings out of the park. It's all right. It is what it is. Caleb wanted to drink this bottle. So we had everyone can pick the bottles like me. (laughs) Gio, how'd you do buddy? All righty. I just actually finished up. So this is great timing. Uh, appearance, 9.5. What can you say about it? This thing's a fucking beautiful stick. Everything down from the leaf itself to the bands. You had the, the, the ribbon at the bottom of the foot. 
the box is beautiful. If you're, you know, a baller and you want to get the Ellie Blue humidor and get a hundred cigars with it, you know, by all means, you're not going to be disappointed. Uh, what can you say? This is as good as it gets in that regard. Burn, I gave it a nine. I had minimal issues. I just, you know, touched it up a couple times. Construction, I gave it an 8.5. I had some flaking of that fall on me. I don't know if that's more just the delicate of the ash because the cigar is a tank. Like, I agree with you. Harder, mine softened up as the smoking time went out. I don't know if you guys had that experience. Excuse me. Uh, draw, this is the only thing that I probably would have changed in my grade. I did the straight cut it well, but I had a really loose draw on this. Like, I like if it was a shade tighter, I feel like I would have enjoyed it more. But I gave it an 8.5 on the draw still. Like, it wasn't a huge hindrance. It just something I noticed. And usually when I'm noticing a draw, it's just worth noting for me. Uh, enjoyment, I gave it a 9. I really like this cigar. Good conversation. You know, always a fun episode where we get to try some new stuff. That brought my total score to a 44.5, bringing this to an 89. All right, dude. Not bad. All right. Easy enough grade right now. <laughs> 91 from the three of us. I, I love that. 91, well-deserved. Great cigar, great smoke. Uh, just had to touch on the oiliness of the cigar, too. Uh, you can still feel, like, almost feel it on your hands. But, uh, yeah, I'm getting to the final third. It is getting a little more pepperier at the final third. I know you got a little bit in the beginning, but I'm getting it now. That being said, uh, 91, another great cigar smoked by the boys. Uh, let us know if you smoke this cigar. And what you thought of it. Obviously, we're a little behind the game. This thing came out in August. We're five months late to the party. Man. Sometimes we're late. It's cool to be late sometimes. Well, Fashionably late. I'll say this, though. You know, I mean, I don't necessarily think it needs to have that asterisk for 2023. I think we smoked it in 24. We can count it on our list. Because even looking at Half Wheel's list, he had cigars that launched in 2022 on there. Mm-hmm. So Topic for debate. When we come to the end of the year for 2024, perhaps. I think we just settle it now. If we smoked <laughs> it in 2024, it's eligible for Cigar of the Year. Unless it's like a blatant fucking like 2016 release. What was something. the final on this? 90 or 91? 91. 91? I mean, I listen, I'm not going to say it's not. I'm not going to say it's going to win Cigar of the Year. But I mean, it's a solid score. Yeah. Right. It's never. It's not going to not be in contender. Like. I think, what, our lowest scoring cigar on our top 10 was a 91? That's what I'm saying. Right. So, I mean, like, but we also debated amongst a few different 91s. Yeah, sure. Right. Like, so, like, that asterisk might come into play. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be debated upon when we come, when we make our list for 2024. I agree. But uh, that being said, Caleb, closing notes to the episode, sir. Guys, just uh, hope you're ready to survive the winter with us. Uh, winter hasn't finished yet. We are still midway through. So tune in for our survival tips and let us know what you do to survive any winter, whether it's a buffalo winter storm or a winter storm wherever you are, you are located. Hopefully our tips help you guys out. Uh, make sure you follow on the Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, Patreon, and most importantly, you got to follow that YouTube subscribe like comment we love the comments thank you guys for all the support just make sure you're uh, following on everything that we have we appreciate you thank you guys and if you listen to us audio only uh you can find a down her podcast on cigar hustler podcast network the number one cigar network on podbean um aside from that uh thank you guys for hanging out with us today 
And I hope you guys are staying warm. I know the country's in a deep freeze. I hope you guys are safe and all your families are doing well. Um, Gio, anything, buddy? Uh, what is this? This will air Wednesday. I mean, be sure to look out for more down her for when we appearing on some, you know, other podcasts coming up. I'm not sure the release date here, but, you know, uh, we'll be out there. We're just trying to you know, expand the reach. That's something we talked about doing for 2024 is taking our show on the road and hopping on with some other guys and, you know, collabing with other, you know, industry people. So be on the lookout. That being said, we'll see you guys next Wednesday. Peace out. The Down to Herf Podcast, its owners and sponsors take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the talk show hosts or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of Mike and Mike Productions or the podcast providers, and opinions between talk show hosts may differ. It's not our intention to libel, incite, or hurt anyone's feelings. We invite you to write the show's host, Jerry Lewandowski, with any feedback or suggestions you have for their show. These broadcasts are presented and made public as entertainment in the hopes that they will be entertaining to the audience. So I work 12 to 4.